is going on? What is going on? This is Tony Story back at you with another episode of a podcast of a episode of a podcast uh, number 27, Car Sales 101. So guys, I am driving home tonight. You know how I do it on Friday night, which will be Saturday morning for y'all. Um, like I said, I'm driving home, episode 27. Uh, let me just do some quick cleanup. Uh, y'all know where to find me, Tony Story, S-T-O-R-I-E on Facebook. You also can find me on Instagram at TNTDad2728. I've had two people reach out to me now, so that's awesome. And uh, once again, if y'all know how to teach me how to get a huge Instagram following, that would be great. Uh, I just don't want to randomly like people and follow people. I think that's kind of weird. Um, but if I do, I always tell them I'm following them. And then also you can find me on LinkedIn, Tony in parentheses, Anthony, last name, Story. All right, and then also, please write a review for this one. I see that we're kind of popping up on the uh, car sales, like uh, on uh, uh, Apple. So um, I really truly appreciate it. If y'all can leave me a five star review, if you don't like if you don't like my my podcast or the series or whatnot, please put a message in there. I go in there and regular regularly off often check them. All right, so this episode, episode twenty seven. So you got twenty six more episodes before this. If you're new into the car business. Or if you've been in the car business for a while and you're in a rut, please go back and listen to all these episodes uh, from the very beginning. So, And also, if y'all can share this with somebody, because this is a passion project, I'm up to $17 on the Anchor app. So I've only made $17 for this uh, 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 podcast that I'm recording. But hey, like I said, it's a passion project. Uh, hopefully one day I get bought or something like that or something. You know, it'd be kind of nice. But anyways, regardless. So... Long story short, guys, um, I know y'all have come up against objections, and I told y'all last episode I'm going to do like three different objections that was handed out or that was given to me uh, by one of our listeners um, on the private message. So um, I know y'all often deal with this objection, and uh, I want more for my trade, which happens everywhere. It even happens to me as a manager, as good and as great as I am, and as uh, uh, handsome and cunning and all the right words that I say. Um, you know, it still happens that, you know, you, you often have that customer that wants more for the trade. Okay. So, and I'm going to go in, I'm going to go into like, like the surface basics of how to overcome it. And I'm going to dive deep for you. Okay. So make sure, make sure y'all really, really listen to this one. Okay. But, uh, with that being said, make sure you're prepping yourself, right? Make, make sure you're, 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 you're doing all you can to devalue that trade. Okay. And then also ask them if they've got that, that trade appraised elsewhere. All right, um, and don't get me wrong. There's still stupid motherfuckers out there that it don't matter what you offer them for the trade. There's just dumb ass people. Okay, all right. So let's get into it a little bit. So when you take the pencil out and you're going to present the numbers, don't ever present it as we are giving you this much for your trade. That's you're just you're killing yourself, shooting yourself right in the foot because you're not giving them the number. Okay. Um, your used car manager. Obviously, you want to hold some money on the trade if you like to a thousand, two thousand dollars. Don't offend them because you know you just lose a customer completely. You lose face. Uh, you can overcome that sometimes, but don't do that because it just it looks stupid. Um, and don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I try to sneak it by every once in a while. All depends on how I feel, and uh, I took a turn on that salesperson or that salesperson's customer. So, anyways. Um, when you sit there and you present the numbers, just say, hey, based on the current condition and miles on the vehicle, this is the market value for your trade. Um, and then leave it at that. We're not giving you that much money for the trade. It's the market value. 
It's not like, you know, you know, my pre-owned manager, he's giving you 5000 for it. Because he's like, well, I think it's worth 7000 No, it's the market value for the trade. That means we used uh, a database and we, we just kind of looked, used database of uh, uh, numbers, uh, looked at what the trades were going in the local area also, what was going in the auction and so on and so forth. And somebody raised their hand. And that's what they said they would pay for your vehicle, okay? Well, the customer would say, well, I want more for my trade. So this is where you kind of dive, dive a little bit deeper. Well, how much more are you looking for your trade? You know, because at the end of the day, like I said, my pre-owned manager, when he uh, appraises a vehicle, he doesn't, you know, um, he's, he, if he's off, he might be off by a few hundred, maybe a thousand if I got something wrong in the trim level, if I missed a, a, some equipment or whatnot. But at the end of the day, my, my pre-owned manager is pretty smart, spot on with all the trades. And then that's when they go, you know, I want, you know, 2000 more for my trade. Well, it all depends. If you're holding money on the trade, then, then you might have it there. But if you're all in and, um, you know, you're giving them all the money for the trade, this is where you kind of like dive down a little bit deeper. Why are you looking for a couple? Why are you looking for 2000 more for your trade? Well, you know, I, I just feel like it's, you know, worth $2,000 more. And, and that's when you sit there and say, hey, Mr. Customer, I agree. I feel like I should sell my vehicle at MSRP, but I can't. You know, there's always customers that want to come in here and they tend to negotiate. And there's not, I can't, I can't, you know, I can't always get what I want. And at the end of the day, trust me, I want to give you all the money for your trade. But it's like I said, we sit there and we, 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 we dive into the market. We look at what all these vehicles are going for. We look at what the, what the vehicle is going to be priced at in the next 60 days, just in case this vehicle does stay in our lot. And then we also look at the auction data. So if we don't, we decide this isn't the right vehicle for our, our inventory, we send it to the auction. They raise their hand. They say, I'm going to pay this much for them. So there's auction fees and all that involved. So with that being said, I understand you want 2000 more for your trade, but based on all the information and the data we collected, this is, this is a good number for it. <clears throat> So with that being said, I mean, if I, you, are we gonna? Can I earn your business just giving you what I'm giving you for the trade? And they go, no. Okay. Well, you want two thousand more for your trade, right? They say yes. Well, based on the information I just told you, um, and then just look at it from this perspective, because I work, I live in Texas, and uh, it's the tax rate is six and a quarter. So if you offer them ten thousand for the trade, they want twelve thousand for it. Then you offer them eleven for it. With tax savings, they're about $700 that they're saving in taxes. Hey, look, Mr. Customer, I don't know if I can get you $2,000 more for your trade, but what I know I can do is I could probably maybe get you anywhere from $500 to $1,000 more. So we're offering you $10,000 at this point. If I give you $11,000, and then with the tax savings, that's going to bring you really close to $12,000. Um, that will that earn your business right there. Uh, you know, um, you know everything you said. You said makes sense. Blah blah blah. You know, if you can do eleven thousand for your trade, you know, with the tax savings, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll do the deal. And then that's when you sit there and you try to get them there. Okay. Well, then if they they, they keep continuing to go, well, I want twelve thousand for my trade. You d you dive a little bit deeper. Well, why do you want twelve thousand for your trade? Well, you know, I currently owe twelve thousand for it. I currently owe thirteen thousand for it. And I don't want to be too upside down. So here's one quick line that I always use. Hey, Mr. Customer, I understand that you, you have a payoff on your vehicle, but the thing is, payoff doesn't uh, factor into the value of your vehicle. So with that being said, and just really think, of, guys, think about what I'm going to tell you right here. Just think about what I'm going to say versus how you're going to say it to the customer. Hey, Mr. Customer, if you owed nothing on your trade, if it was, if it was a 2015 you know, um, Nissan uh, Pathfinder, and it's completely paid off, and you owe nothing for this vehicle, 
would you take absolutely nothing for it? Well, no, that doesn't make any sense. So you understand where if you owe 20000 on this and the market's 15000 for it, what you owe is irrelevant to the value of the vehicle. Well, I get what you're saying. It's just I don't want to be too upside down. No, I get that. And I can I can play with the numbers a little bit, you know, offering that and a discount, maybe getting a little bit more for your trade. Also with tax savings, rebate, we can always overcome that number. But based on what you're trying to tell me, what you owe is and what the vehicle is going to be valued at. So with that being said, let's just see if I can get you a little bit more for your trade. Um, now, I understand since you're not paid off on this vehicle and you're currently making payments on it, most customers tend to focus on payments a little bit more. So regardless of trade-in, discount on the vehicle, where are you trying to be payment-wise? And so that's when you bring it back to the payment and you take it off the trade-in value, okay? So the next objection that typically comes up, why KBB the book, okay? Or KBB the vehicle. All right, Mr. Customer. Now, one thing I do know about Kelly Blue Book is that people typically put an excellent, um, they usually put an excellent condition. Now, excellent condition defined by KBB is that the vehicle showroom ready you kept it in the garage, you never took it out, and there's not a single scratch, ding, anything wrong with this vehicle. Now, with that being said, I did take a look at your vehicle. You know, you've scuffed up two of the rims, the tires need to be replaced. Uh, interior's in great condition. Um, it's just got a little bit of wear, uh, just normal wear to it, because the leather's kind of, you know, fading a little bit. Uh, it's not deemed excellent condition. You know, this is more of a, like a um, average to, um, it's more of an average condition on the vehicle. Now, since you picked excellent, we have to deduct it for being, uh, uh, you know, this. <clears throat> and they're gonna sit there and go, well, Kelly Blue Book, Kelly Blue Book. Well, here's one thing I understand about Kelly Blue Book, Mr. Customer, is that at the end of the day, Kelly Blue Book is one of those things that everybody plugs in because they give you a hope and a dream. What do you mean by that? Well, what I mean is, is it's a hope and a dream. So they give you this hope that you're going to get this number for your trade and you go dream that you're going to get that. Well, the thing is, is Kelly Blue Book doesn't buy vehicles. They have yet to buy one single vehicle or sell one single vehicle. So they don't know the actual market for anything because they don't have to be held responsible for inventory or anything like that. What they do is they just, they have a hope and a dream. They hope that they, they, they give you this hope and then you dream that you can get it, but yet they've never ever had to sell a vehicle um, or you know own vehicles, uh, much less. So with that being said, they do not have any responsibility to anything. And so when you don't have that responsibility of you know selling a vehicle, reconditioning it, bringing it in on trade or anything like that, you can offer whatever you want because you're not responsible for that. So with that being said, I understand Kelly Blue Book's a great guide. It gives you an idea of what the vehicle's worth but it's not the true value of what the vehicle's worth because they can't assess it because they don't actually own these vehicles. They don't sell vehicles. So I'm not trying to throw Kelly Blue Book out the window. I, I appreciate the fact that you've done your research and you've done everything you can to get the most value for your trade, just like every other customer out there. But with that being said, it's not a true value. So with that being said, this is my numbers based on you know, market data and stuff like that. So you, the Kelly Blue Book saying 16 for it. I'm offering you 14. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm spot on with this trade. But with that being said, I want to earn your business at 14. Can we move forward? Well, no. Okay, and that's when you bring, what if I get you $1,000 more? And you work it all over again. But you have to understand, Kelly Blue Book doesn't buy vehicles. I know y'all. I know y'all have heard this from your managers, but this is a more granular way of breaking it down to the customer. This is how you really break it down to the customer and you tell them the value of the vehicle. All right, so here's another one. So, and you can use this one, but you gotta be very strong about how you use it. 
because you can get punched on this one. You can really piss the customer off. Sorry, I had to take a drink of water. But you can really piss the customer off if you don't say this the right way. So when the customer sits there and goes, well, you know, I want 14 for my trade. Now you've already discounted the price of your vehicle, correct? Yes or no? Well, let's just say yes. You've already discounted the price of your vehicle. You've taken it down to nothing. They watched a YouTube video on how to negotiate and they didn't throw the trade in until the end because they knew they were going to get the best price first and then that's when they were going to throw the trade in. We'll say, hey, Mr. Customer, you notice the vehicle that you're purchasing? Well, yeah. You notice that you've already asked for a discount up front and you asked for the rebates and you've gotten the best price on the vehicle? Well, what you've done is you've devalued your trade. So what you've done is this vehicle that you're going to trade in later, this brand new vehicle you're going to buy from me, you've devalued it to pay the least amount for it. But then what you're going to do three years later is you're going to bring that vehicle in. After you devalued it, you didn't say it was worth the MSRP value of it. After you said that, no, I'm not paying MSRP for this. I'm getting the, I'm getting the best deal possible. You're going to come in three years later and you're gonna want the most amount for your trade, but you don't realize what you just did. You devalued your trade up front. So when you want more money for your trade, don't devalue it up front, because that's what you're doing right here, right here, right there. If you came in and you paid MSRP for this vehicle, and I always tell, I always tell customers this, hey, in a perfect world, what happens is customers come in and they think they, should, they can negotiate a vehicle, uh, negotiate the price of the vehicle. Nothing wrong with that, but here's the thing. When you don't pay MSRP for the vehicle and you start your negotiation, that's where everything happens. That's where, you know, if you feel like I'm not one to earn your business, this, so on and so forth. And customer service goes out the window because you, you've wore me out. You've, it's taken two hours. If you came in and you paid MSRP for this vehicle, don't you think you'd get out of here a lot faster? Don't you think your customer service would be at a higher value? Don't you think a lot more things would be a lot different if you paid MSRP for this vehicle? You'd get more money for your trade later on. A lot of things would be a lot different if customers didn't negotiate the price of the vehicle and they just came in and paid MSRP. But you're not doing that. And I completely get it. We live in a market, a free market. We have a very competitive market down here in the Houston area. You're not gonna pay MSRP for this vehicle, but you're devaluing your potential trade up front. And so when you do that, and I give you, and you come in later on to trade this vehicle, what you did is you devalued it and you said it wasn't worth MSRP. So at the end of the day, Mr. Customer, if you're gonna devalue your vehicle up front and you're gonna want, want me to give you all the money later on, it's not gonna happen. So with that being said, I know you're wanting 17 for the trade. It's really only worth 14. Because back whenever you originally purchased this vehicle, it had a $3,000 or a $5,000 rebate. And we pulled the Twix on the, on the vehicle. Twix is a Texas um, document that shows what they paid for the vehicle, the license plate, who the owner is, so on and so forth. You actually paid well below market for this vehicle. So understand, Mr. Customer, I cannot give you all the money for this trade. I cannot give you 17 for this trade. <clears throat> and then that's when they go... All right, and then that you start working them again. Now, don't get me wrong; they're not always going to be smart. They're always going to be stupid and say something dumb. But that's what you got to do. You got to sit there and just show them different ways of why they're not getting the most the most money for their trade. Um, another one is what was another one that I was thinking of? Um, oh man, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. There's a lot of good ways you can overcome objections to the trade, you know, um, and. Those are the ones I can think of right now. Man, I'm try I had some in the back of my mind, guys. Anyways, I'm taking pretty actually long on this episode. But with that being said, guys, 
always devalue the trade too. Always sit there and walk over to walk over for it. And oh, here's another good way. I got it. Here's another good way to devalue the trade or or show them that the vehicle's uh, not worth what they're thinking it is. Hey, Mr. Customer, I know you want to pay 14 for this. Well, the th same thing that you did to get the most money for your trade is what the same thing that customer is going to do to pay the least amount whenever they come in later on and buy it. And so what I mean by that is, is when I take your vehicle in on trade, they're going to actually go out there and appraise your vehicle and do a code blue book what the vehicle should have been traded for, okay? And with that being said, they're going to probably pick the least amount possible. So what you're asking for is what somebody's going to ask for to pay for it, and, and it's not going to happen. So with that being said, um, <clears throat> um, at the end of the day, um, I'm going to take your vehicle on trade. Now, Mr. Customer, you know that your lights are, your headlights are fogged over. You have a couple scratches on it. Um, my average reconditioning, reconditioning cost because of the competitive market and CPOs and me having to make this vehicle like it's brand new, um, there's going to be average reconditioning costs. So my average reconditioning cost to bring your vehicle back up to looking like it's brand new, tires, so on and so forth, is about $1,200 per car. Well, you want 17 for it. The retail market for this vehicle is about 19 grand. So if I give you 15 for it, I got to put about 1,200 to $2,000 in reconditioning to bring that vehicle back up to, uh, and that brings me up to 17. Now you want me to earn a fair profit on the vehicle. What do you think a fair profit? You know, $2,000, $1,500,000. Well, then that's where my profit margin is. But that customer is not going to come in and pay that. They're going to ask me for a discount for it up front. So please understand, Mr. Customer, there's reconditioning costs, you know, so on and so forth with a vehicle. And because of that, this is all I can offer you for it. Well, I got an appraisal, appraisal at CarMax, so on and so forth. Well, do you have it with you? Well, no, I don't. Okay. Well, don't get me wrong. I'll give you all the money for your trade. How about you go to CarMax or whatever your local area is that, you know, that people go to always get their vehicle appraised. Say, hey, if you bring in a written offer, I'll, I will always, um, I will always uh, entertain that offer because at the end of the day, I want to make sure we do we can do everything during your business. But at the end, if that dealership, not the dealership that, um, if it's a dealer, if it's a pre-owned um, guy like CarMax, um, understand that they don't sell new vehicles, so they can't get the same tax savings. So if they're sitting there and they're getting the vehicle appraised at CarMax and they're buying a new vehicle for you, you have to understand, hey, Mr. Customer, you're not getting tax savings at CarMax. No, you're not getting tax savings at CarMax. So if they're offering you 25, I'm offering you 26. If you purchase the vehicle from me, I'm offering you tax savings of roughly about 26, 250, 265. So therefore, I'm giving you more money for your trade uh, than what they are, uh, because at the end of the day, the tax savings. And so those are simple ways to overcome the objection. And make sure if they are getting uh, a written offer, make sure they're really getting a written offer from another dealership with a detailed pricing. So if they're buying from a new dealership, like if they're buying from a Honda and you're a Honda, make sure they get a detailed pricing because you know at the end of the day, uh, many, or some dealerships won't adjust MSRP and they'll just put more money on the trade and send them on this wild goose chase to see if they can get that price matched or that, that um, trade match, knowing that they're gonna come back to them. So guys, I hope I dove in a little deeper for y'all. Um, uh, make sure y'all use all these little objections to over, overcome uh, the trade-in value. And uh, I, I hope I'm uh, bringing good value, good content, content to y'all. I'm not drunk. I'm just I'm a little dry mouth because I'm you know driving home, drinking water. So guys, um, it's like I always say, this could be the hardest five or hardest five-figure business or the easiest six-figure business. 
and we all win when we all win. So make sure y'all sharing this information with everybody. Y'all know where to find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. Um, share this with somebody that if you know if they need it. And uh, um, man, what was I gonna say? Oh, you you know what? Never mind. All right, guys. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Share this. Five star review. Whatever you gotta do. Peace.